0: Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cottier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 13 If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram, and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter Six, Monday, Fourteenth of August, Twenty Seventeen. Beep. I can smell the bourbon slowly seeping out of my paws. From the looks of it, so can the others gathered in this sweaty corridor. They keep looking at me on the floor with my back against the wall. I'm sweating through my shirt, and I have the hangover shakes. I tried standing, but there is less of a splash zone if I sit and vomit. There are eight of us looking at the lowest price unit in Darlinghurst. A sisterhood of cheapies. I was pleasantly surprised by the entry. The building seems nice, with lovely tiles and a decent lift. The ambience does not extend to this hallway. I can't see mould, but I can smell it. I can definitely hear the intermittent, enraging, high-pitched beep coming from the fire alarm above me. It is not helping my hangover. Beep. I put my head in my hands. The realtor is 18 minutes late. The mould smell has been making me want to vomit for 18 minutes. There can't be anything left in my stomach. I've spent the whole morning with my head in the toilet bowl. I managed just enough time to look up the inspection details for this place on the net. I bought a plastic bag in my tote in case I needed a portable bath bag. Beep. I have no idea what happened last night. There were two empty bourbon bottles next to the bed, so I'm guessing they are the cause of this abominable mass exodus. There was a big pile of sick in the kitchen sink when I went to get a mug of water, and there are five new cuts on my left thigh and three on my right. I've blacked out loads, but I've never blacked out and cut before. I'm really scared. I had a lay-down shower this morning just to let the water wash over me in the hopes that it would cleanse me or drown me. It did neither. Beep. I don't know why I'm bothering to wait in this corridor. I should go home, call the garbage people and jump in the back and go to the tip. Sorry, I'm late. I look up and he's here and chuckling. A small man in an ill-fitting pinstripe suit smiling at us cheapies. His shirt is not tucked in, nor is it ironed. His leather is not together. Brown shoes, black belt. The sense of dread of what this place will look like begins to increase. Beep. He wanders down the corridor towards us and puts his key in the top lock. He twists it and turns back to us before opening the door. Now, it's a modest little studio with huge potential. The door swings open to reveal the room where hope goes to die. The smell of mould rushes out to greet us. Going against every instinct, I walk inside. The mouldy stench is overwhelming. I put my hands over my mouth and nose just in case. I look down at the floor in the hopes it'll kink the hose. The carpet of the tiny room is a grimy brown colour, but from where the door has covered the threshold, you can see that it has white roots. The apartment is shaped like an irregular pentagon with a tiny kitchenette in the weirdly long corner. There is a mousetrap in the kitchen that's gone off, but there is no mouse in it, even though it was smart enough to vacate there are two filthy boiler plates next to a sink that has never seen gumption. The need to vomit rises up again and I look for the toilet. And it's in the shower. The bathroom is a tiny skerrick of a room with a shower that shoots directly onto the toilet. And from the mouldy blue crescent that surrounds the step up to the tiled floor onto the carpet as well. This would have been my dream this morning, a lay down shower and the ability to vomit into the toilet. The reality leaves a lot to be desired. I look at the other cheapies and they looked as shocked as I do. As you can see, <laughs> the kitchen is smaller, but Oxford Street and its wonderful eateries are just a 20-second walk away. You can't see Oxford Street, though, because the last person mad enough to take a lease here has filled the space between the two windows with amber pebbles, which throw an off-putting jaundiced light over this horror show. How much is it? I look at the cheapie to my left. She looks like a uni student, so I'd have thought she'd have more sense. Actually, all the other cheapies seem like they're in their early twenties. God, if you're going to open up the earth and suck me in, now would be ideal. It's $310 per week. The cheapy persists. Does that include utilities? No. She nods. How about the bond? Four weeks rent. Four? times 310 equals $1,240. This place is a shithole that even rodents don't want to live in, and I can't afford it. My heart pulses anger all over my body. I feel like my skin is bursting at the seams. The tension in my shoulders and the veins in my forehead just waiting for the moment to open up and unleash on this filthy space. This is the rock bottom that people talk about. I'm going to walk over and punch in that window so I can get the amber pebbles out and throw them at this shyster, then jump from the fifth story. No! Everyone turns to look at me. I didn't intend to say it out loud. No, I gag. No. The shyster looks at me inquisitively. I gag again and run out of the flat. The fire alarm wishes me goodbye with a And if I were taller, I'd reach up and rip that thing out of the roof and shove it into this scammer's ear so he can hear it non-stop for 18 fucking minutes. If I don't get away, I'm going to lose the plot. My body is on fire. How the fuck did my life get this fucking desperate? How did I become so fucking useless? Where the fuck is everyone else? I get to the elevator and breathe in fresh air with no mouldy stench. I breathe out. My skin is still red hot. I breathe in again. I can feel my shirt being sucked into my poisoned paws. I breathe out. I refuse to look at the mirror in the lift. I try and breathe in, but my chest starts heaving with dry sobs. I reach the tiled lobby and rush outside. The heat on my skin shoots into my gut as I run over and vomit all over a car that's parked out the front. A lady with a pram swerves to miss me as I chuck again. I lean on the car's cool metal and wipe my face. Then come up like nothing's happened. Oh god, the car has a sticker with a person's face on the side. Julian McClymont, number one in real estate. I suddenly don't feel so bad. It's the Shysters car. If that apartment is number one in real estate, it's no wonder millennials choose avocado on toast. I walk the twenty seconds to Oxford Street and it's wonderful eateries and there is a homeless man passed out on the small grassy dais next to the crossing. I can't become that man. Please, God, I cannot become him. I am half as fucked, and I know that I could never survive that. Please, let this rage take me before I become him. Yeah, Yes is written, read, produced, and directed by Daniel Cottier. Music, editing, and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yeahyesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of Joe Mitchell. Thanks for listening.